0: Because some people actually enjoy a good fight and see it as a chance to win.
1: Which means you both lose. Welcome to We Do Whatever It Takes, a marriage podcast with a magician and an almost therapist where you get tips and tricks for creating a great marriage. Welcome back to another episode of We Do Whatever It Takes, This is literally our mantra. Like, it's what we were about from year one when we were struggling with stuff, and we we started work on solutions, and we actually got some fixes, some things happening in the right direction, and we made a decision. Let's do whatever it takes to create a great, thriving marriage. And that's our hope for you, is we hope that this podcast will inspire you, will help you, give you some tools to really create a thriving, a great marriage, a, a, a great friendship. Yes. And so, yeah. Uh, so I'm Danny Ray, and I'm a magician. I know that's a little weird, but hey. I, that <laughs> uh, Yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... I have had the privilege of performing all around the world and I'm able to share um, faith-based messages um, at churches, conferences, camps and then in corporations able to um, share business strategies or yeah. leadership um, tips and strategies and mix that in with a sleight of hand and we've been
0: you? at that for almost for over 20 years now. Yeah. Um,
1: January will mark 20 years of wow. doing it full-time.
0: That's so amazing. It's crazy. Awesome. And by the way, I'm Kimberly, and uh, I am an almost therapist. What do you mean almost? (laughs) You've been
1: doing counseling for years.
0: I have, but uh, that's lay counseling, and now I'm working on the credentials. So uh, I have my master's in counseling psychology and uh, working on gaining my hours uh, to make me an official licensed therapist. But my disclaimer is I am not. An
1: almost therapist. (laughs) All right. So there
0: we go. So
1: today we are talking about conflict. Oh, so fun. And I was probably 15 years old. I know everybody's familiar with hecklers, but not too many people have been heckled.
0: No, no, I can't (laughs) say I don't put myself out there. So no.
1: I mean, as a performer, it happens. You get heckled. And I guess online would be
0: similar. Oh, we get bullying,
1: right. you know, yeah. heckled and that way even, and we'll get to this with our spouses. Like there's some, you know, sometimes we'll say snide comments that yeah. we think are funny, um, but they could be painful. And for sure. So I know I was 15 when I first got heckled. I mean, like really heckled. Oh, so did I they was, throw tomatoes? No.
0: Okay. Good. But
1: this guy was definitely against me, but it taught me a lot about. Who's conflict. against
0: a fifteen-year-old? Like, come on, well, that is he so might bad. Have
1: been a little inebriated. <laughs> oh, okay,
0: okay, still not right. But go ahead.
1: So I got hired for one of my first parties. At at that time, I was doing a lot of walk around uh, magic mm-hmm. for banquets, and you know, so there's probably three hundred ish people there. Okay, I'm going from table to table doing magic, in. This guy grabs the deck of cards (gasps) out of my hands. Oh,
0: big no, And so
1: I'm like, hey, welcome. You know, uh, glad you guys are here. My name's, Dan. you know, went into my spiel, right? Yeah. He grabs the deck of cards out of my hands. Oh. And then he pulls a card out and hands me back the deck. (gasps) And he's like, go ahead, name my card. And I'm like,
0: oh, Oh. great.
1: Like, what do you do? I don't know what you do. So I didn't think you could do that, you know. Now you know. Then he's like, you know, basically go um, get out of here. Table, get out. Yeah. And so I'm 15 at that time, pretty shy, pretty uh, introverted, you know, just really. And so I was just like, okay, I'm gonna take a stab at it, and I'm like, and I,
0: (laughs) you mean like a guess, one in fifty two,
1: one in fifty two, (laughs) seriously? But by that time, I had already known, like hundreds of methods to get to the right conclusion. Okay. But the best method is just naming the card and it's actually the card. Sure. And so I took a stab at it. Now it was an educated guess. I did glance down at the deck for a moment okay. and try to look at the cards I could see and go, okay, it's not one of these. Yeah. Right? yeah. And so then I I looked at him and said, your card's the jack of spades with as much confidence as I could possibly <laughs> like muster up because I was literally shaking oh. and, uh, and he literally like mouth dropped open and he's all, what? And oh. no joke, like- a, he freaked out. But B, he was like my biggest advocate. He literally went from table <laughs> to table. You guys have to see this guy's magic trick. Like, he
0: did the... Oh, my gosh. It was
1: just like he the went from like... The
0: whole so cringy. Oh.
1: Yeah, prove yourself. Do yeah. this. Yeah. You know, like you can't impress me to being my biggest advocate. And so it taught me a lot about conflict of... If not looking at conflict as me against you, but uh. except how, I want to look at how can I get this guy on my team? And yes. I, I wasn't able to analyze it in that moment. Later that night, one of the things I used to do, all, well, actually to this day, I still do after every show, I analyze the heck out of it. <laughs> yeah, you do. And then I write <laughs> down, you know, different things I could do better, different things that, and that started when I was uh, probably... 14 or 15 years old but by the time I was 15 you know I'm keeping documented okay uh like what words did I say that impacted well what uh, what things did I do well that night what didn't go well how can so what I So would you write down
0: route? the night with this heckler
1: uh that get hecklers on your side uh,
0: I, I, I don't love know it. Po-
1: like exactly what I wrote down yeah, yeah, but yeah, I know yeah. it would have been yeah. something along those lines because that became one of the practices and it, because it, I've been heckled hundreds of times, and, <laughs> and now I know, like that person. If I could get them on my side, it's going to go much better.
0: Yeah, the
1: most of the stuff written on dealing with hecklers is to say things back to shut them down. I
0: hate that when yeah. I'm watching a performer of any kind, and it doesn't matter if it's uh, you know a singer or whatever, and, and they start getting heckled and if they're mean to the person, it just, it's a turn off. It doesn't not reflect cool. well
1: on the performer. And yeah, so I yeah. kind of flipped the tables on that at 15 and started kind of creating my own ways of dealing with hecklers. So yeah,
0: that's amazing. And we're going to talk later in a few minutes here about, uh, kind of not being the heckler in your own marriage and, and just getting on that same page, being on that same team for sure. Um, you mentioned kind of how you learn to see conflict, uh, I am what you'd call a peacemaker, and conflict (laughs) was always seen as a negative thing for me um, until really we were working through some things, and I think you brought that into our marriage and and went, like, it's not necessarily a bad thing. I
1: was in seminary at the time, and I was Uh. going through a class where we're reading a book by Ken Sandy, which is right over
0: there. (laughs) On the bookshelf uh, in the room. Called The
1: Peacemaker. And that was the first time... As a couple, you and I started discussing what does it look like to not look at conflict as a negative, yeah. but how do we look at that as a neutral? Mm-hmm. So it's not a positive, like, hey, let's go fight. You know, like,
0: that's going to be <laughs> fun. Maybe
1: we will get makeup sex.
0: Uh, uh-huh. so,
1: <laughs> a man can train. You,
0: you can always hope. <laughs> <help.
1: laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, so the goal wasn't like, hey, let's go fight. But it, it, it's almost like you you look at an instrument, right? An instrument can't create, if you take guitar or piano, it can't create great music without tension with the strings. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right? It takes the right amount of tension, too loose, and it doesn't really make any sound too tight. It doesn't make the right sound. It needs just the right amount of tension. In our marriages we don't want to be like, oh, we never want to fight. The, there's going to be differences that we have, and those are healthy, God-given things. Sure. And that tension, how can we make music with it would be the question.
0: Okay. So the tension in the marriages are an opportunity Yeah, to, to grow
1: closer, to yeah. understand the other person better, to understand their thinking, not to tear them down or to prove that I'm right.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because some people actually enjoy a good fight and see it as a chance to win.
1: Which means you both lose, right? If one person wins an argument, that means the other person loses. And in a marriage, since it's a team sport, you both lose. And so in our marriages, we don't want to be uh, about, I need to win this argument or "I I need to show the other person, like, I'm right. (laughs) <laughs> we we have this saying uh that Jesus didn't die so that you could be right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that'd be um, a really yeah, a yeah, poor it, understanding of why we're here.
1: Yeah, it is in, in our relationship with each other, we want to connect in deep ways. When there's tension, we want to resolve that in healthy ways.
0: Yes. Ooh, I love that. Um, and one of our goals, uh, kind of, you know, we're not super great with sports analogies, right? The two of us, but- I'll come up with one. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you're good with analogies. Um, but uh, our friends, Brad and Tammy, use the term team us. And we've definitely grabbed that. I don't know if they came up with that uh, you know, first, but it it's such a great, I know it's in their book. So, and it's such a great picture, right? We want team us. And if we're both fighting for what we want, that's not team us and that's not gonna help. Um,
1: yeah, yeah, no, that team us approach is really for some of you that might just, you could kind of stop now and just go like, this is actually good. I've always thought of it mm. like me against the other person or it, I'm an individual. She's an, you know, like, um, your spouse an yeah. individual and it's kind of, I need to get what I want. She needs to get what she wants. Yeah. And it's no, what, what's best for our marriage? What's, what can we do together? What's yes. best for us? Team us, team and us. so I, I love that. To use a sports analogy, Hey, oh. hey here, here it comes. You,
0: you saw that as a challenge, <laughs> yeah. okay?
1: Uh, go ahead, say say something else. I'm not good at. <laughs> so, nope. Imagine. <laughs> You know, you're, you're a pitcher for, you know, uh, <laughs> just for for the sports fans, I was going to say for the NFL. but
0: Oh, you were not. <laughs> even I know that's wrong. Uh,
1: okay. So imagine you're a pitcher, right? And you had to throw with your other arm.
0: Okay. Right? So you're a so, right-handed pitcher for yeah, baseball and you, now they tell you, nope, you have to pitch with the other arm. Yeah. I okay. mean-
1: that would not only be difficult, it would be like you're back in the amateur leagues. Like it would oh, yeah. it would just be horrible. You wouldn't be at your peak level in in our marriages when we choose to be about me and not about us. It's like we're throwing yeah. with our, our, in your example, our left arm or your non dominant arm. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So, ooh, you pulled out the sports analogy. Nicely done. One
1: every 50 episodes. <laughs> Be looking.
0: <laughs> no promises. Uh, that is very, very good, though, because, yeah, I can't even hold a fork or a pen with my non dominant arm or hand. So, uh, <laughs> with
1: your do- non dominant arm. <laughs> okay, ah.
0: arm, hand, hand, hand. Um, but that's a, a great way to picture us and what we need to do to have, uh, to have a great marriage, to be on the same team, um, means working together. Right.
1: And that's the beauty of, of marriages is something that uh, to you continue that analogy, you know, maybe your spouse is left-handed and they can help out where you're weak and where you're weak, they can help out. And so together you become stronger, you become more effective, you become more of a force for good. And those are things that we want to see in marriages every day. And we work towards in our marriage of where I might not be great at something. She could, you know, step in and, uh, yeah. And she can be great at that. And there's things where neither of us are good at. And it's like, okay, let, <laughs> let's try to figure that out. a whole list uh, of those. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: <laughs> uh, uh, but in terms of conflict, getting back to conflict. Yeah.
0: I have a theory. Um, this is not proven. This is my own personal research, and uh, which is not super extensive, but throughout my lifetime, I will say. Uh, a theory that all arguments, or at least 99%, I have yet to find somebody with an argument that had nothing to do with unmet expectations. I think it always comes back to expectations. What I was expecting when you said this, or when you said we were going to do that, uh, that's where the conflict arises. Right, so, or you say something, and I'm thinking you mean something totally different. Can well you, now the expectations are, are can off. you
1: give an example of those expectations when we're with unmet expectations, how that affects uh the the relationship?
0: Oh gosh, there're again, every conflict <laughs> so there's thousands of them right for us for, for us for so. anybody yeah, 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 um, so one I was thinking about was uh just going to your family's house, let's say, right. And you say, okay, we're going to go down to San Diego. We're going to go visit the family. Um, I wait,
1: are we doing that? Should I jump in the car? Let's go
0: stay right here. (laughs) (laughs) That's not set up yet. That's not in the plan. (laughs) Not yet. Um, so the expectations We're really careful to say, or we've learned to be really careful to say, okay, this is what that means. If we're going down there, I'll ask questions to clarify it, right? What time are we going? What are we doing there? Are we staying down there? All those questions have come out of the whole- Frustration. Yeah. yeah.
1: So just to to color this picture for you, is uh, Kim and my family could not be more More different- (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, and early on, it caused a lot of tension because her saying she's going to her family or I'm going to, uh, you know, saying, Hey, let's pick up and go to one of the families. Right. It would cause tension and arguments and frustration because of unmet expectations. So with my, my family, family has a plan. Let's yes, just put your it that family way. Does have a plan. There's a
0: plan. We know what time we're meeting. We know what time we're finished. And yeah. It's, Yours, who I love. We're gonna meet at three
1: o'clock, which yeah. means get there at two thirty. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, uh, yeah
1: totally. Be up to the you know upstairs, wherever it is <laughs> at three o'clock. We're gonna have dinner at five. Right. We're gonna right. have dessert at seven. There's a plan. You are getting on the road at nine. Oh, I didn't. We like right now. We're oh, yes. okay. Apparently, we're getting on the road. Yes. With my family, it's much more. Let's just hang out. Oh, you know what? Why don't you spend the night? And Kim's like. What? Spend the night? I didn't bring anything. Yeah, oh, I didn't
0: pack for that.
1: You're fine. You're-
0: yeah. <laughs> no, not fine. Yeah, that's which both ways are awesome. And we have definitely learned to love. And I've even learned to love and appreciate the, the no plan kind of family visit. Um, but it, it did cause a lot of issues uh, just, and, and we're just using this as one example, but anytime there are unmet expectations, right? So you say, hop in the car, we're going down there, San Diego, see the family. I needed to find out what that really meant. Um, what was in your brain? What's going on in your head? How not long is you- <laughs> 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 That's not true. I think sometimes it's too much going on in there. And uh, yeah, so finding out what the other person is expecting is is a huge part of, of, of avoiding conflict. It really is the magical way of avoiding it. Um, but we don't want to avoid it when conflict's already there. We don't want to be somebody that then pushes it under the rug and hides it. If conflict's already there, then it's time to actually deal with it.
1: So right now, if somebody's listening and they have – a conflict that they're trying to work through, they just haven't been able to get on the same page with this particular Mm. fight, this argument, you know, like we talked about last time scripts are going on and on with this particular argument. What advice would you have for them to really help them through to get to the other side of that argument?
0: Yeah, if it's a, we're saying it's a script, a conflict that's been happening over and over. I'm not
1: saying anything. Oh. <laughs> I'm just saying if they have a conflict. If they so have a it, conflict. Do you want me to fill in the blank and give like this conflict or? Sure. What are you thinking? Okay, so let's say they, they've they had a date night and they're, they're, you know, really excited about the date night okay. and one of them has other plans that um, come up. okay. And so now they're, they've been planning whatever the date is for a little bit, mm-hmm. but now they have something else come up or one of them and the other person feels, even though they say, oh yeah, no, it's fine. They're really feeling like discouraged and defeated. Mm-hmm. And like, um, uh, I was, I was excited that I met expectations. Mm-hmm. Of, I was excited about having this happen, but okay, if you have something else, but after that person does Whatever it is, go hang out with friends, go mm. go to the shooting range, go, but, whatever they do. But
0: not the date.
1: Not the date. Okay. Then afterwards, it's like, well, I wish you would have been... And now the, the tension, the fight starts, mm. and they just can't move past it. What okay, so would, I'm going
0: to back up to... Don't say it's fine if it's not fine could be you know, part of the conflict there. So if you don't want somebody to go or so addressing
1: a, problems when yes, they happen.
0: Yes. Yes. If you wait that out, it's just gonna fester. It's just gonna be an issue later on. So what if
1: I really did like, okay, that is okay. Okay. But so you thought I thought it was okay at the time. You yeah, didn't. but then it really did bother me that that you put your friends in this situation over the priority of our relationship of going on a date.
0: So for us, what we found works is basically a twenty four hour policy. Right, so we try to bring that up. Listen
1: to that word, policy. Wow, <laughs> that tells you the difference between my wife and I, right there. Okay, it's not Policies a written ru-
0: contract. It's just. It bo- sounds like it. <laughs> policy rules. I'm still going to use the word policy. So, but it is a 24-hour. Hey, you need to bring this up if that bothers you. So I come home it's not our date. We didn't go on the date and and you thought it was okay for me to go do whatever it was that I thought was more important than the date. Um, And But by the time I come home, you're frustrated. uh, That's time to bring it up and say, hey, I thought I was okay with this, but as you were away, I got more and more frustrated. How can we work this out? And oftentimes part of our um conflict resolution is figuring out how we can do that differently the next time right so it's and, and it's also there there are boundaries there of not not tearing each other down during those conflicts right yeah. to ideally sit down and i get that you might not be all lovey-dovey and sitting next to each other at this point it might be you each choose a couch or each choose a corner of the room to discuss whatever it is but uh to say hey that actually ended up hurting me. I didn't think it would, but I didn't like that you that you did this or that hurt me when this happened. Um, how can we do this differently next time? I think is a crucial way of of working through conflict.
1: Yes. Yeah, so one of the, what I'm what I'm hearing you say is, Ooh, uh, nice language. Uh, is to acknowledge it, right? Yep. Is to to recognize like, hey, this did hurt instead of ignoring it, even if um, before you weren't ignoring it, you really thought you were fine with it. Yeah, but yeah. is saying like, hey, this this did hurt. Yeah, here's why, and then working towards reconciliation of saying like, the other person could say, hey, I, I, I'm sorry, I'll work on you know making our relationship a priority and maybe even rescheduling that date and taking time to do that. Sure. And another thing that we've talked about, but it's important is the reset button. Mm, we yeah. wear this button out. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, I, I don't want to say every day, but on an ongoing basis, we hit the reset button, which means, Hey, I blew it. I'm sorry. Can mm. we reset and start over? Yeah. And oftentimes it's right in the moment that something happens. So, Kim says something about my driving, which we've already talked about as well. Like <laughs> it's gonna
0: come up a uh, lot. It's gonna come <laughs> up, right?
1: Uh, is so she says something about my driving, and then she's like, "Oh, I know I shouldn't have said that. I, I blew. Well, can we just stay on the same page? Can we reset? Yeah." And I'm like, "Yeah, no problem." And we'll reset, start that over, and uh, yeah. And then uh, we we'll laugh about those things a lot now. About uh, she's about three feet tall. I'm about oh, oh. eight feet tall. <laughs>
0: What are you talking about? But like how
1: you can't see over the steering wheel. So I'll be like, oh, from down there, it does look I need like I would need to put my brakes on. But
0: you should just put your brakes on sooner. <laughs>
1: Okay. For the record, she is five foot three and a quarter. Yeah, not not
0: three feet. Thank you very much. Uh, You're. And I'm hilarious. not eight
1: feet tall. You no. Didn't comment on that one. You're fine with me being eight
0: feet tall. Okay. No, no, no. Hey, I've got one other one that I was thinking about with uh, with conflict, and and this one um, when I brought it up with some people, they've been really surprised at this one. So, uh, one of my our, our major tips is. When you're in conflict with somebody, especially – so let's take uh, in your marriage. Yeah. It is crucial that you do not take that conflict and go talk to somebody else about it in the moment when you're still amped up, you're still frustrated, it's the heat of the moment, and you call your – let's say in my case, I call – if I had done this, uh, I – call my mom, right? And and hey mom, I can't believe Danny did this. Can you believe it? And I'm calling somebody who I love and who loves me and is protective of me. So her probably immediate response is to defend and go, "Oh my goodness," and and empathize with me. I can't believe he did that. Um I you should do this. You should do that. And, go, oh, okay, great. Yeah, super. I'm justified and blah, blah, blah. Right? And so I hang up with mom, come back to you. First of all, <laughs> not going to be super helpful because now I've just amped it up even more. So much for
1: that leaving and cleaving. <laughs>
0: Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a, that's a good one we can talk about later. Uh but this happens not just with parents. I've I've definitely heard well, other the, friends talk about this with Where family. this
1: came up with us for the first time is when I was working at the um at the church as youth pastor uh, yeah. and there was a a conflict I had with one of the other leaders there. At work. And I brought it home, I'm frustrated, brought it to you. And then I went back to that person. I worked it out. Everything's good. But now you were still frustrated yeah. with that person. But you didn't have an outlet to go like, "Hey, I just want to ask for forgiveness." Or I couldn't like, bring
0: it up with them. Yeah, and it's say, weird. It's like a
1: third party. And yeah. So we've learned to be careful with what we share with each other. That way, in our in our marriage, we just want to be protective of team us.
0: Yes, and That's make a good sure way to that put we're it.
1: not. You know, giving them something that they don't have a way of resolving, and with the um, with the mother in law right. situation, you know, that there's is, no
0: way for her to. So let's. So typically, obviously, you and I would have worked something out in that scenario. So we move on past it. But she's well, still frustrated yeah, with yeah, me she in has, that yes, scenario <laughs> then, with me, which doesn't work well, right? So and and not just my mom, but any mom in that scenario is not perfect. And they're going to have a little bit of a chalkboard with, you know, tally marks on it going, oh, that's kind of a strike against my my daughter or, again, whatever the scenario is.
1: The the point being is when you have a conflict, not to go to somebody else yeah. and just be like, hey, I can't believe my spouse. Yeah. We want to be speaking the best of our spouse and speaking the, the joy and the love and the hope they bring into our lives, not tearing them down, especially to others. Yep. I think there, with any of that stuff we share, there's always exceptions to this. But I think as a whole, mm. we want to be protective of our relationship. And that's yep. a major way you could protect your relationship.
0: Absolutely.
1: So the last thing we want to share with you is this. Conflict is going to happen. It, mm. It's unavoidable. What we want to challenge you with is to really stay on the same page through a conflict, not just create that, oh, I'm going to win this conflict, which means you both lose. And you want to be clear on what your expectations are. Mm -hmm. It's talking about, this is what my expectations are, and that could help you to avoid the conflict. But if you're in the conflict, is sharing like, I was really expecting, I'll, I'll go yeah. back to our scenario of San Diego, heading down to San Diego to be with my family. I, I was expecting that we were going to spend the night when yeah. I said, Hey, we're going down to San Diego. That means we're, we're spending the day, the night, the weekend, <laughs> you know, hey, I, I don't know why that isn't clear to you. Like, uh, you know, and right. so, so know the expectations and figure out ways to just, um, honor your, your spouse. When you're in a conflict, not going to other people, but resolving that within the context of your, your relationship.
0: Yes, absolutely. Great, great advice. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So join us next time when we're going to continue this conversation on conflict and ways that you can be prepared and even ways to help you get rid of unnecessary cards, like that a magician might use. Unnecessary cards uh you're using in your marriage.
1: I only use a royal flush.
0: <laughs> this is We Do Whatever It Takes. Thanks for listening. See you next time.